0: Welcome to the special edition of Godfidence Today. I am your host, Maggie Cavanaugh, and I have a team of amazing women and young ladies uh, (laughs) that love the Lord and that are part of the ongoing... Uh, podcast, Godfitness Today. And what is that? It is a podcast that bridges the generation in the love of Jesus Christ. And what we believe is the older pour into the younger and the younger pour into the youngest. Hence why we have the amazing Veronica Carter with us tonight as our young guest. And what we're going to talk about tonight is super insignificant because we are in the season of back to school. And I know you guys are inundated with trying to find the right supplies and trying to do the right things to get your kids clothes and all the things or get your tutorial information or your homeschooling stuff, or maybe they're going back to the public school, wherever your kids are going, we want to encourage you tonight with talking about being in the world, but not of the world. And this is something that every Christian has to have ears to hear what God is saying, because it doesn't mean that we're supposed to isolate ourselves and not be interacting with the world. You know, some people are like, hey, let's go hide under a rock. Nobody's going to get saved like that. Nobody's going to be encouraged like that. So we're going to talk about that as well. But also we're going to talk about the goodness of God because Michelle did a broadcast this month on that. And I encourage you to check that out. The podcast can be found on all the major podcast platforms. It's only been out for about six weeks, but it is Godfidence today. Go check it out. You can find it on the website of Moving Forward Ministries TN, or you can find it on Apple, Spotify, Google wherever it is you listen to find podcasts. So tonight I want to kick it off with our special guest. April Messler is a friend of mine. She lives out in Oklahoma. She's a singer, songwriter, author, uh, but, but she's an amazing Bible teacher. And I'm always, um, challenged. And whenever I have conversations with her, because she loves the Lord so much, and she's our special guest tonight. We also have the amazing Samantha DeGrasse. She is the founder of Build Her A Bridge, which you guys know I'm super passionate about that ministry, reaching teens and and b- making people aware of the mental health issues. We've got my dearest friend, Michelle Lindsay, who is the intercessor for all the moving forward ministries. And as just, I, I don't know what I'd do without Michelle. Okay. I, her, all the things that she does, I cannot even put in a paragraph. It's just amazing, and I appreciate her very much. Then also, we've got uh, two of the Carter family. Now, you'll see a lot of the Carter family. Last month, you've seen Victoria, who is the oldest sister. And tonight, we've got Veronica, who is the middle sister, and her mother, Vanetta. Vanetta is an amazing intercessor Oh, I just love this woman's heart. And they have a a powerful broadcast called Reigning in Him. But even more so, they have a Reigning in Him for kids. Yes, that's right. Uh, Veronica and the girls get on there and they minister. And so when I'm encouraged by a 10 year old, a 12 year old, a 13 year old, by golly, it's good stuff because they're hearing from the Lord. So we want you to plug in, get your popcorn, get your drinks, do whatever you do whenever you watch a broadcast. Share this out with your friends, family, coworkers. Anybody that needs a word of encouragement, but we're going to kick it off with April talking about the goodness of God, because I know she knows some goodness now. So, April, what when when someone says to you, God is good, what do you think?
1: well i could go cliche and say god is good all the time and all the time god is good but i I, you know we all know that i mean that's just his existence and his characteristic um i appreciate you letting me go first i didn't know i was going first but we're gonna go first so (laughs) here we go (laughs) but now when someone tells me that god is good you know i i look at it as um really just I don't. I don't just jump into the gun in that conversation and relationship building and connection and stuff immediately. I sit back a little bit and then I. I just discern you know uh, throughout the conversation but it usually doesn't take too long you know with us having the Holy Spirit within us it doesn't usually take too long for him to just quicken your spirit and let you know one way or the other what's going on with that individual and um, if there is anything to be like cautious about or whatever and so it's really great to just lean into him when you're in those conversations to discern whether or not you know someone's like really knows God, or if they know of God, and that's a huge difference. And so um, that's just a little bit of, you know, my thoughts on the matter when I meet people and, and they say, God is good. Yeah, I, I would love
0: to just like pour into that conversation a little bit more. But what are your thoughts? Well, I'll tell you, I agree with you. It is thrown around as a cliche. And and it's just like a cross. You see all kinds of people getting tattoos of crosses and wearing a cross. and And they don't they wouldn't know Jesus if he showed up right in front of them, you know? So it's you, you're right. You have to use discernment when people are talking about God is good because What God? I mean, the God of this world. Is that what they're talking about? You know, or are they talking about who's God? You know, so for those of you watching the broadcast, we're talking about Father God. okay? God of the Bible. (laughs) So that's really good. So thank you, April. That is good insight. Always walking in discernment is the key. So, Samantha, God is good. What do you got to say about that girl all Mm -hmm. the time?
2: All the time, of course. But when I think of the goodness of God, I also think of the evidence of God. So almost like when you think of um, like trees blowing in the wind, you know, we see the evidence of the wind blowing and the trees blowing and the leaves blowing in the air because we know that it's air that's blowing and we don't see air necessarily, but we know that it exists. Right. Even in the cold winter, we know that when we're talking, it's cold and breath comes out. We don't, we see it, right? Because we see the evidence of it. To me, God's goodness is the evidence of the things that He has done, how He has protected us, things that He goes before us. I mean, I love that song, The God of Angel Armies by Chris Tomlin. He goes before us, He goes behind us. I mean, so to me, when I think of the goodness of God, I think about the evidence of God and all things that He has protected me from, things that He, the door that He won't want me to open that only God can open a door that I want, because I want it to be my way, but God's like, mm I didn't open that door for you. Or the door that he opens that only God can open, that no man can open. So to me, I think like inserting evidence in with goodness is, is to me, that's what I think of. The goodness of God to me is like the evidence of God and everything that he's done. And it doesn't always need to be positive because we don't always get our way with God. And we get frustrated when we don't get our way, but that's still the goodness of God because we don't know what he's protecting us from.
0: Amen. Amen. You know, it's really interesting. The other day I seen a meme it has been very popular floating around and it talks about, you know, rejection is God's way of turning you the other direction from a relationship. And you're right. The, the word tells us that he opens doors that no man can close and closes doors that no man can open. So we get this mindset of thinking that commercialism, you know, it's like the commercialism. Jesus is like, I want my way. I want my way. I want my way. I am grateful. That the goodness of God has stopped me from getting my way because it would have led me down the wrong path. So that's so good, and humbles, so good. That humbles us too. Amen. You
2: know, we got our way because we treat Jesus like Santa Claus. I mean, come on, appreciative of everything that we have. But God is like, I'm going to give you exactly what you need for exactly when you need it, and I'm not going to give it all to you because you're not ready for it. And that is the goodness of God, and we need to appreciate that.
0: Girl, that'll break
2: So that's
0: so good. Thank you, Samantha. That is so good. Okay, so Michelle. Michelle, you did the broadcast this month on the goodness of God. And you had just so much. Listen, y'all need to go listen to this. It's so encouraging. I don't mean to be rude. I'm gonna my cat is scratching at the door. I'm just gonna open it. Okay. This is live. Anything can happen live. Michelle, talk about the goodness of God. I can hear you, sister. Okay. I can hear you. So talk loud. <laughs> well, I um
3: I'm I've gone through a lot in my life, and uh, when I came to the Lord, it wasn't all about teaching about the love of the Lord. It was also teaching about punishment and, um, you know, making that God would get angry at us and, and things like that. And so I grew up in that, in the Lord, not as a young person. I didn't get saved till I was 17. But, um, and so just recently, I realized that I had come to the point where I did not trust the Lord fully, and I had to confess that to him. And I think what helped me confess that to him was his goodness and his, and because it says the goodness or the kindness of the Lord leads us to repentance and he's just been so good to me. And then um, I have high expectations also, which, you know, are unreasonable. And I heard something recently that said expectations are hope killers, but expectancy in the goodness of God is hope nurturing. And I think it goes back to what, um, Oh man, I'm sorry, DeGrassi. <laughs> Samantha. Samantha, I'm so sorry. I cannot see on my phone the names, and I I know your name. Anyways, what you said um, is that we expect certain things. We have an expectancy, according maybe to not what we've even learned in the Word of God, from God that are not true. And so, you know, to understand that and to know that His goodness definitely. You know, to ex- have an expectancy in his goodness, not in what we think we should get, not in what we are our, expe- our expectations, but just in his goodness to know that whatever it is, whatever disappointments come, whatever good things come, it's always through his goodness that we can walk. And so if we're disappointed, we don't have to turn away, get mad or angry or disappointed and, or stay that way. We can know that his goodness is going to come through
0: in some way, shape, form, or fashion. Amen. 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 Yeah, that's, that's really good. Thank you, Michelle. Okay, so we've got the beautiful Veronica. I just want to give kudos to her because I love these girls so much. I love, love, love. Thank I you. wish there were more young people that tapped into the Holy Spirit the way that I watch you girls do that. And I just want to affirm you here publicly in front of everybody that you are changing lives for the gospel with what you're doing. And that just encourages me. So Veronica, what what when people are talking about the goodness of God, you know, what, what stirs in your spirit? And if and you can you can say whatever you want to, honey, you got the mic. Okay. I just think about
4: whenever like how many times he saved me from stuff and how many times I could have been hurt. And how many Mm -hmm. times he saved me from that like even when i wanted to do something or wanted to get my way but didn't get my way i get mad at that point but then i think about how blessed i am to still be alive and to be safe from whatever Mm -hmm. would happen and like how he saved me from so many stuff and saved me and my family from so many things and i can't even think about how many things he saved me from Because I'm not in that place anymore. So I just think about how blessed I am to be safe and with my family and how God saved me from a bunch of stuff.
0: Man, that's so good. Mm -hmm. A revelation of the salvation and the protection of the hand of God. Thank you, Veronica. That is absolutely wonderful. So, And tell the audience how old you are. Twelve. 12. Okay. So, y'all think about that for a minute. 12. (laughs) See what I mean? see what I mean? This is what it's about. Okay. There, I say this almost every broadcast and I'll say it till Jesus comes back. There is no junior Holy ghost. Okay. Mm-hmm. There is no junior Holy spirit. Our mm-hmm. kids need to know that they can hear from God. They can study his word mm-hmm. and they can, they can impart that to other people. So uh, thank mm-hmm. you, Vanetta, for raising these girls up the way you are. They're very inspirational. So mm-hmm. Vanetta, talk about the goodness of God, girlfriend. So
5: when I think about the goodness of God, It's just so, I'm just blown away by God every day. And no matter what goes on in our lives, individually or collectively, He is still good. You know, no matter what happened in our life, to know that God is still good in the midst of what's going on in the world, in the midst of different devastating things that is happening, God is still good. And even when I think about my own life, the things that He covered me from, You know, like she said, the places that I've gone and I know that it was only God. I think when you know that, you know, without a shadow of a doubt that it was only God who covered you, you have so much of a reverence and just a a heart and and just a love for God because, you know, he covered you. You know, he kept you. Even when I wake up in the morning before I even get out of my bed, I'm like, God, the first gift you allow my heart to beat you allow me to open up my two eyes. I mean, wow, as I'm making up my bed, I'm thanking him for allowing me to be able to have breath in my body because we don't realize that a lot of people didn't wake up this morning. You know, so I just thank God. He's good. He's a good God. He's great. He's mighty. He's powerful. Even before I pray, I just spend time on just the goodness of God. Before even going and asking for anything. God, you've been better to me than I've been to myself. So I just want to say thank you.
0: Wow, that's beautiful. Absolutely. You know, I was thinking as we were talking, I was thinking about this old song and I'm going to date myself here. Uh, but it's I like, uh, I don't even know who wrote it, but it's and April might know because April's a songwriter. But uh, it's, it's that song when I think about the Lord, how he saved me, yes. how he, you know. I, I, I love that yes. song, you know, you know, how he healed me with the Holy Ghost, how he healed me yes. to the Holy Ghost you know. We got church up in here tonight, I'm yes. just saying. <laughs> yes. Yes. But you know, I, I, the part of that song where he picked me up, he turned me around, and he placed my feet on solid ground, you know. Yes. And it goes on and makes me want to shout, hallelujah. hallelujah. Thank you, yeah. Jesus. Your Lord, you're worthy of all the glory and all the honor. I'm getting goosebumps. Okay. Yeah. I got call back here. So nice. oh man, that's so good. That's so good. Thank you so much to the Carter yeah. ladies. I love it. I love it. I love it. So okay. So April, back to school time. You've got a daughter, and so you're, you know, you're getting ready for all, you know, gearing up for all of that. But whenever you know, our kids we tell them all the time we quote the scripture to them in john uh about you know being in the world and not of the world you know talk to us what that looks like because a lot of people they take that as being like they need to head to the hills and 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 i i live in the boonies and i know you live you know on a bunch of acreage and all of that and and we're not we're we're in the world but we're not of the world talk about that a little bit april
1: well okay my daughter is 15 And so she is going into the 10th grade, uh, this year. So, uh, we've had her on doing online charter school, uh, since the end of fifth grade, I believe is what year we shifted over. So we were like pre COVID already, you know, delving (laughs) into all of this. And uh, so we're pros at this whole like online homeschooling thing, but you know, it it allowed for me to actually inject more teaching, like (laughs) one-on-one mentoring, pouring into her spiritually and, and, you know, like really Throwing in the biblical principles and foundations and stuff, um, because I I just know that that's that's just missing in public school. And so for us to be you know set apart really starts with the teaching, you know the foundational principle building up and stuff on you know our cornerstone of Jesus Christ. You know throw a scripture in there, but it's just it's one of those things where um, it's all about like the values, the the morals. You're where are you grounded in? You know or where are you who are you grounded in, I guess I should say uh, more appropriately, but it's uh, what are are your beliefs? What are your foundational beliefs? What are your principles? What are your values? You know, um, those things are going to determine uh, where you stand in any given situation, whether it be like a temptation to go partying with your friends and or, you know, my daughter was in fifth grade getting tempted with drugs, with sex, with theft with any anything that you can think of i mean there was just like a whole long list alcohol and she was like fifth grader fifth grader i mean how far have we we come to the point where that is a concern that to send someone into a battlefield of temptation that they're not prepared for and so it goes back to are we setting our kids up to for success on the spiritual side of things? Really, is what I guess uh, w- when we tie back to school. And you know, have we taught them what the goodness of God is and in, in His character? If they know his character and they know him, then it's a lot easier to face those things as they come up. But if they don't, then they're very ill-equipped to to face those things and they're more susceptible to giving into those temptations because all their friends are doing it and they want to be liked and they want to be accepted and they want to be, you know, it's that need for filling of those voids that we all get born with you know we want to be loved we want to be you know desired in some way or shape or form and so there's just just all those moving parts it's a it's a huge big thing and it makes it really easy for teenagers and preteens and stuff to be manipulated into doing things that they normally wouldn't do if they were in safer circumstances if if you will um and not being thrown out into the world Um, just because it's free babysitting, if that's not too harsh.
0: (laughs) Ouch. Wow. Well, I'll tell you that, you know, I hear what you're saying and it is hard and we do see it younger and younger and younger. There is a statement and, and actually research backs this, that what one generation allows, the next generation celebrates. And we're seeing some celebration of some ungodly things in the school system. And so thank you for sharing that because you made the best choice for your child. And so and the people that can't do that, you know, that they got to work and their kids are in the school system. You're right. They got to prepare them and, and and so that they know who they are and be able to stand against that pool of the being popular and doing the right thing. You know, narrow is the way. And when we, when we send our kids out, we, you know, we're trusting God, you know, to, to his goodness, to follow them. And you're right. If they know the character of God, it's going to be, I don't, I honestly don't know how other kids make it. I don't, without knowing this. So if you're a parent and you're watching this right now and you're thinking, do I need to homeschool my kid? Do I need to do online school? We're encouraging you, go and pray. And we understand that there are circumstances that might not allow you to do that, but there are alternatives and different things. Like, for example, like my, my girl, Samantha here, she works in the educational system. She has had a son graduate and she's got a daughter going into high school. And so, but she is all up in the mix. So if you are in a situation where you can't, be aware, you know, run for school board. Or if you have to, if your kids are in school, be so involved that the shift in the change is coming from your household and you're infiltrating the world with the goodness of God. So I'm sorry, I'll get on a big old preach on that whole topic. Uh, so Samantha, Samantha. So, okay. So you're in the educational system. And like I said, just congratulations on your son graduating! It's so Thank exciting, you know. going off to college, and you yes. know. So talk about this whole thing about how can we protect our kids where they're in the world but not of the world, and help prepare them going back to school this year.
2: One of the things that I always tell my personal kids, as well as some of the girls in our group, Build Her Bridge, is um, a lot of our girls don't know who they are because they don't know whose they are. So remember first that your body is not yours. Remember that it belongs to God. Your body is a temple. I always tell them that. That's the first thing. But the second thing too is to setting them up for success. And I'm not talking about academically, but almost like April said about your core values and who you are. The world is tempting. Sin is enticing. But remember who you are first. You are not that one to go out and sneak out of the house. You are not that one to go and steal or cut school, or snort Coke, or go drink a beer. That is not like you, that is not you at all because I did not raise you like that. And so just constantly pouring back into our children. My kids already know that I'm praying for them and they see that prayer works because my children are not like that and don't veer that way. But that's not to say that in in an instant that it can't happen, but I know that I have given my kids the tools needed, which is the word of God, That's it. That is the tool that I give them to set them up uh, for success. So um, I know prayer, just keep praying for them. Keep loving on them. Keep that open line of communication. I was just talking to a parent today. Keep that open line of communication where your kids feel comfortable enough to talk to you. I tell my kids, I'm I'm not your friend. I'm your parent. I'm not here to to tell you things that sound cushy, cushy and Things like that. Like I'm your parent. I'm your nurturer. I'm here to give you wisdom and insight. And it comes from the word. It's not from me. It comes from the word, the biblical foundation. And so it's my job to train you up and to raise a strong and confident young man and young woman by the strength of God and by the power of God. But remember where you came from. Remember whose you are.
0: Man, that's good. So what I'm hearing from both of you is virtually the same thing that they have got to have their identity in Christ because, you know, sin is pleasurable for a season and the enemy is going after them. And I'll tell you, for those of us that, you know, are in ministry many times, we see a stronger pull uh, for our kids sometimes because the enemy's trying to stop that double portion anointing that comes on their life. And so we do need to equip our kids with the word of God. And if you're watching this going, I can't get my kid to go to church. Just cry out and continue to stand in the gap, pray and uh, pray without ceasing. You know, I've got two adult sons and I can't tell you what I went through, but I became a Christian later on, you know, so I was like this cool, liberal, crazy mom right? To them, I was super cool. <laughs> but I was not cool at all. I was so lost. And whenever I became a Christian and all of a sudden I was trying to backpedal and trying to instill some things in them, it's never too late. And so if you're thinking today, well, I, I haven't brought my kids up in church or I haven't imparted the word into them. It's not too late. Reach out, pray for them, get some other people together, like-minded people, be encouraged because God is good. And, you know, like Michelle said earlier, it's the goodness of God that leads us to repentance. And, and that's what we need to, you know, we can't allow the enemy to come in and say, man, you missed it. Now your kid's going to get out there in the world at school and he's going to be eaten alive. No, greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world. And I believe in the power of the Holy Spirit that dwells in us. So be encouraged, y'all. Okay, so Michelle. <laughs> All right. so my, my, Go ahead. No, I was going to say, our kids are grown, but we got grandkids, so we know a little bit about this, so go ahead.
3: Well, you know, I was just thinking about the way I, I raised my boys, and, uh, and like Samantha said, raised them in the Word, and covered, I was very, is it offensive about prayer? Uh, I prayed all summer before they started school. The Lord would give them the teachers he wanted them to have, the friends, uh, the extracurricular activity. I covered everything uh, about school for them and asking the Lord to go before them and to prepare, you know, every step of the way through school. And I prayed every summer. Uh, And then throughout the school year, I would pray that and, uh, you know, just keeping them covered in prayers is number one. And then I believe also is to have a safe haven at home because they're in a battlefield and they need to be able to come home and have a place of peace and open communication. They need to be able to talk to each of us as parents about what's going on at school, you know, no matter how, uh, you know, it might be more than what we've ever dealt with. And, and I'm sure it is. And so we have to be open to listen to that and not, you know, freak out or, you know, go berserk or anything, and just be able to listen and pray with them, give them the word of God that covers that and help them and strengthen them. And uh, those are the kinds of things that, that I did. And as a grandmother, I continue to pray for my grandchildren in the same way, just to keep them covered. And I don't have as much influence as a, I, that I did as a parent, but I do, you know, I do, uh, if they, I am open for them to talk to me and I've had them come and talk to me and tell me things that they had not even told their parents yet. And I was able to go to the parents and say, did you know, this was happening? And, um, uh, you know, sometimes we get busy. I was a working mother and I was away from home. And so I had to really, really be on the offense about keeping the home safe and, and, uh, keeping them covered. And so I just want to say to working moms, it's not impossible for you. You just have to give your life to your children as they're growing up. And we were taught, you know, you give your life to your children as they're growing up and then they'll be secure enough to go out and make their own lives. And they won't keep coming back needing you to help them grow up as adults. And so, you know, you want to give your time and your effort and your life to your children through God and, 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 you know, in serving God. And as a, a parent of of adult children, I've had to come to the point where I have to let them go and trust God with them. And so it's just, a you know, a, a steps in, in parenthood and teaching them to grow up, get out there, but giving them the skill that they need. <laughs>
0: I sure wish I had this broadcast when I was raising my kids. This is such wisdom pouring out of y'all tonight. That is so good. Thank you, Michelle. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You know, it's interesting. You all are talking about the power of praying over our kids, but the reality is, is that we, you know, some the other day, um, a co-pastor of a church does my hair and she was telling me that she has been praying You know, we pray for our children's spouses, you know, it's like they'll pray that they meet the right person. But she was telling me that she has been, have been praying for her daughter's college roommate. And I was like, dang, I missed it on that one. I totally missed it on that one because they spend four years or at least two years with that person. And I was like, wow, how important is that? You know, so you, it's powerful, very powerful. Okay, Veronica, tell us what mm-hmm. grades you're in. And you're, you're so, Veneta, are they in a tutorial or how do y'all do your schooling? What is your educational path? They are in a Christian private school. Okay, all right. Yeah. So, all right. So, Veronica, praise God that you are in a Christian private school, mm-hmm. but I got clients. Okay, from Christian private school, so I will tell you, uh, you still deal with all the junk. Okay, you still with it, but the good thing is, as you're getting the teaching, you're getting the covering, and you're getting all the prayer and everything. Are you excited about going back to school? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I am. What grade are you going in, dear? Seventh. Seventh grade. Okay, that's the age of my two of my granddaughters are going into seventh grade this year. So do you see sometimes because you are sensitive in the spirit, do you see your friends struggling with things and how do you, how do you pray for them or do you get the opportunity or do you stand back and wait until they approach you and then you're able to give them words of wisdom? How do you handle being a, you know, like you were in the sixth grade, how did you handle that? And what's your, what's your strategy for seventh grade?
4: Um, so, um not all my friends like my friends struggle with stuff but not all of them tell me about them but what whoever friends do or tell me that something they're struggling with like one of my friends she always she texts me whenever she needs like a prayer request and Mm -hmm. she asks me to pray for her and I do pray for her whenever she asks me for her prayer request and um if my friends like need prayer then I'll pray for them or like like even if they don't ask me to,
0: I'll just pray for them. That's really good. Do you see some kids, and, and obviously don't mention any names, but do you see kids struggling with their identity at your school? Um,
4: I don't think I do.
0: Okay, that's good. That's really, really good. Because a lot of times, you know, when I was a kid, I went to appropriate school, I went to uh, a Catholic school, and many times it was, I would see so much. I wasn't a Christian. I was there and I wasn't a Christian. So just sometimes when we think a Christian school, we automatically think all the kids are Christians. And Mm -hmm. sometimes it's a situation where their kids have gotten into so much trouble. Their parents had to put them in a private school Mm -hmm. or uh, their parents are big on education. My sister was uh, a founder of a Christian school in DC area, and it is an amazing school, but like 85% of the kids are, are Asian, and they are Buddhist, and they are, you know, there are all these different cultures, and they knew coming in, this is a Christian school, and we pray, and your kids are going to be taught about Jesus, but the academics were so strong, it pulled in all the laws, and so when the Lord asked her to start this school, he kept waking her up with, you know, feed my sheep, feed my sheep, you know, and so she she was obedient and did that, and so several of the kids came to know the Lord because of kids like you Veronica that was in schools that are Christians where they could receive from someone their age rather than their teacher saying this so keep doing what you're doing honey you're on the right path and, and people will start to share more and more with you uh, and and you know it'll get to the point and I know every woman on here is a woman of prayer that people will start spilling their guts and so you just get ready, honey. The prayer requests are going to keep coming. So yes. <laughs> thank you, Veronica. Okay, yes. so now prayer is huge for you. It's your actually you, that's your job. You do that as a as a professional job uh, for a very large network. But I know that you're a praying mama so what words would you say to mamas or dads out there right now and their kids are getting ready to go back to school and they're thinking oh my gosh there's just so much stuff they're going to deal with how what should they do to prepare i would
5: say definitely i have an open door policy where the kids could come and talk to me at any time i'm never too busy for my kids i believe that that's my first ministry is my children Mm -hmm. my marriage and my family so that's my first ministry so i just have an open door policy. How are you feeling about school? You know, is there anything that I could be praying with you about? What is some of your concerns as you're going back to school? And as they start telling me, and I would say, even as they tell you some of the things that they share might be a little bit, you know, where you feel like I would encourage parents to keep your face like flint you know because sometimes we could make a face and it shut them down and i had to learn that our oldest will be 25 and i'm telling you we we had the privilege to raise eight children seven girls and one boy so you know i had to learn over and over and over and i believe that the home is the training ground so the lord did a lot of training and plowing and and pruning and tweaking and (laughs) He did a lot in this house. So, I mean, you know, would share stuff and I would just get a check in my spirit. Do not make a face. Do not. And I'm like, because the Lord showed me, I'm giving you insight on how to pray. Don't even make a face. When they walk away, you get in your prayer closet. And I'm telling you, I get in that closet. I say, devil, you got the wrong freedom. <laughs> you, know, you know, but he equips us. Yes. He said he wouldn't leave us blinded. So if if they share something, because they want to know how much could I really share with mom? You know, how is she going to respond if I share a little bit more? And as they tell you, just get in your prayer closet.
0: Man, that's very good advice. That's like Michelle was saying, Don't freak out, y'all. Don't freak out. And again, I wish I had this broadcast twenty years ago. Because I was that mom. I was like, You what? <laughs> have you lost your mind? <laughs> you know, I mean, just you know, I'm just being real. Okay. I you that's know, know that's I, reacting
2: I, rather than responding. Because we're so yes. to just all of a sudden go, <gasps> what? Yeah. You get to do what? I mean, rather than just respond and say, you know what? That's the power of God. Because yeah. you have that path. Thank you for sharing that with me. Know that I yeah. have, like you said, I have an open door policy. Thank you so much. But praising them almost and encouraging them to still come and talk to you, but you do have to have like yeah. that face because they will share things with you that you're that you can even disagree with, even something about your parenting. You know, I mean, my kids do that all the yes. time, and I'm like, I, I disagree with you, but I don't want to let them know that because then it's not pointing the finger like you're wrong. I, I don't want to not validate how they feel. You know, I want to hear what you have to say. I may disagree with it, but I still want to hear what you have to say. So we mm-hmm. definitely have to have a poker face.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And it's being that listening not just hearing. And and that is really what we all aspire to do whether it is, you know, especially when we're taking in the word for ourselves or whether we're working with our children or working with over the years, I have that poker face. I mean, I've had people tell me stuff in a counseling office that you would just make you go grab people and go, what is wrong with you? you know? <laughs> and But you know, you can't do that. You know, and you know that it's just their struggle. And so, so why would we want to do that with like our first ministry, like Vanetta said, you know, because our first ministry is to our home. And so these are such powerful nuggets, y'all. And I hope that you get this out to someone that needs some encouragement because it can be, um, fear will try to creep in, you know, what, who's my kids going to be around? What are they going to be subject to? And, uh, you know, I want to keep this at 45 minutes. So we got some more time. I want to address one more question and it may be applicable to some of you, maybe not, but it is a big concern of what's going on in the schools right now. What is being taught? We've got some things that are coming into the schools that are teaching our kids, things that are contrary, that tries to oppress them or tries to get them to, you know, fault on their identity of who they, are, um, you know, I mentioned before, you can get involved. You know, Um, if I had more time, I'd run for the school board. I'm serious. I so would, you know, just because I have grandkids. But unfortunately, God hasn't told me to do that. That's my um, one of my core values of injustice is coming out. And I want to get in there and and make sure that everything's cohesive. But the reality is, is when we're talking about being in the world and not of the world, How can we have our children to be that light without getting pulled down. And that's a tricky thing because if I climb up on my desk right now, we know by gravity, someone can pull me down a lot easier than I can pull them up. So what would you say to the teens, the tweens that might be watching this right now, that's going into the school and they're getting all of this mixed messages about who they are and what they can be and all of this. And they're Christians and they're trying to be a light in the dark world. But yet, you know, we're telling them to suit up, you know, make sure you got your armor on and all that. But how can we what would you say to that team that might be watching this or listening to this? You know, we'll start with April. What words of wisdom do you have when it comes to them being able to be a light in a dark place and not conformed to this world? So Go ahead, April. Well, I'm
1: actually going to pull it back. That's a really good question. I'm going to pull it back real quick to the very first thing I said about discernment. Um, It's all about who we surround ourselves with. You know, we are stronger in unity in the body. We all know that. And and one of the things that the Bible teaches us is to do all that we can do to pursue peace and maintain that unity of the spirit. So what does it look like is the question I'm going to challenge these, these teenagers and preteens. What does it look like to surround yourself with brothers and sisters in Christ who have your back at your age, you know, and so and how does it look to have that availability to a true relationship and connection with them to hold them accountable to the word of God? Because if you can't hold your your friends accountable to the word of God and they can't hold you accountable to the word of God, then that's not really that relationship that's going to take you to the next level of victory in Jesus Christ. It's actually going to be one that like keeps you where you're at or even pulls you down to where the world's at and and their standards and so you really got to be careful as to who you surround yourself with and really consider that prayerfully like Mm -hmm. ask you know the father is there and he's available to talk to every single day every moment of every hour of every day and all it goes back to is if you're tight with god in that relationship through jesus christ and you're quiet and listening and um, really do have a heart for him, then that's what you're going to find is he's going to confirm that these are the people that you need to surround yourself with. And those are the allies in this battlefield that you really want, because they're going to lead you to success. They're going to lead you to victory. You're going to be an overcomer and a conqueror of all those things that come up against you every single time, because God
0: is good. Amen. Well said, well said. It is so true. Relationships can bring you closer to God or farther away. Pick your friends wisely. There's a statement that says, if you want to see yourself in five years, show me the people you're hanging with right now. That's why I hang with folks like y'all. I just need that iron sharpens iron. I know that we're all going after God collectively and that my sisters are going to hold me accountable. And I need that as an adult. So if you're a teen and you're watching this and you're going, you know, I don't know what that means. Listen, just keep listening. Find those people to encourage you and inspire you, like April said, to go further in your faith walk. That's really good. Thank you, April. Okay, Samantha, you're up. Okay, we're talking, we talked to the parents about how to deal with this and prepare for this. We're talking to the teens now. And I know you made some great comments earlier about, you know, how to knowing who they are in Christ. But what would you say to that teen that's getting ready to go back to school right now?
2: Man, I mean, enjoy it because time goes by fast and it's fleeting. I mean, just enjoy the time that you're in middle school and high school. Get active and involved in in the athletic department or the arts department. Even if you're like, I'm not good at volleyball or I'm not good at softball, who cares? God made you and molded you and created you with gifts and talents. So discover what that is. And you won't know until you try. But also to me is just to stay grounded and stay rooted. Stay true to who you are. Remember your values as as we say before. And remember that we do serve a really good, good father. We have a good, good God that is accessible to you all the time. Just pray and prayer doesn't have to look like, wait a minute, the whole world stops and let me say my prayer. You can just talk to him anytime. He's there for you. He is right there with you. He's going before you. He's already behind you and he's right beside you. And he's ready to talk to you. He wants to hear from you.
0: Amen. Yeah, you got to stay connected to that power source, man. If you unplug from that, walking into the school is going to be a rough year. But if you do enjoy yourself, the joy of the Lord is your strength. So stay joyed up. So, okay, Michelle, words to the teens.
3: I just want to say, I know there are a lot of teens, especially Christian teens that have hearts for the underdog.
0: Mm-hmm. And a
3: lot of time, those 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 other teenagers that are, are suffering, uh, may not know the Lord and so my advice is if you want to help them, you get your group like April said and you stay close to the Lord like Samantha said, you go in and you pull that one out. Don't go into mm-hmm. their group. That That's not how you do it because, un, because unrighteousness will pull you down mm-hmm. every time. Yeah. And so you want to pull them out and bring them into your group and, and have your group ready. To, to surround them and, and make friends with them because sometimes they're alone anyways. So if you mm-hmm. have a heart for the underdog, you pull them out of where they are and bring them into your group and, ha- and love them and show them the right way.
0: Wow, that's really good. That's such good advice, y'all. I hope that you take that. And listen, if you are going into a new school or maybe you don't have your group yet, find your peeps. Find the people. Use what April said at the beginning of the broadcast. Discern. When they're just like, oh, I'm a Christian. You know, my granddaughter will say this all the time. She was like, oh, well, they're a Christian. I'm like, really? Where do they go to church? I don't know. You know, uh, do they read their Bible? I don't know. You know, and I'm like, discern the the Bible says that we'll know them by their fruit. Okay. And don't run from them if they're lost, but don't join their team is what shall say. Do not join that team. Okay. Go to the other side. And if you do not have that core group, find those people come in. I don't care if you sit at that lunch table by yourself every day, all year long, it's better to be by yourself then be connected with a bunch of people that are going to pull you astray. But like Samantha said, if you get plugged in with some group, you're going to find somebody because God loves you so much. His goodness is so good. And he never leaves us or forsakes us. And and it might feel like we're alone, but we're not alone. He's going to bring somebody to you. So get plugged in to what he's saying with your discernment level, tuned in just right so you can know what club do I join? You know, what group do I go to? Who do I eat my lunch with? So that's really good stuff. Okay, Veronica, you're up, honey. So what would you say? um, Actually, you know what I'm going to do, Veronica? I'm going to ask you if you will pray for the middle schoolers right now. Okay. You pray for this upcoming school year and uh, just go at it, honey. We don't hear you. Veronica, we don't hear you, honey. Start over. Is it? Are you? It says she's not muted, but her mic's not working. The devil is a liar. Can you hear us, you guys? Okay, wait, I heard something. Can you hear us? Okay, say something, Veronica. Let me see if we can hear you. What is going on? You might just
1: unmute or mute and unmute. I'm sorry. Yes. And then maybe scoot up a little bit closer to the mic. Uh,
4: thank you for this day. Thank you for letting us be able to talk about this stuff and about the upcoming school year i pray that we will just have the people who are going back to school i pray that they'll just have um i think there's something wrong okay thank you for this day thank you for letting us
0: Can you hear us now? Yeah, go ahead honey. Can you hear?
5: Yes.
4: Yes.
0: Hello. I know the Lord is hearing her prayer y'all. And I know it's a precious prayer, uh, Vanetta. Can you hear us at all? Yeah. Okay. All right. This is tying up, and we're almost out of time. But okay. real quick, Vanetta,
5: just... could you hear her now?
0: Yes. Yes, I can hear. Any final words, Veronica? Yeah. yeah go ahead. I think it's the internet. Yeah, okay. Okay. So I'm gonna try let me tell you. Again. Yeah. Let me tell you, Vanetta has been going on TikTok. Dear and God, Benetta-
4: thank you for this day. Thank you for letting us be able to talk about the upcoming school year. And I pray that we'll be able to. You know, some stuff about. Um, go.
0: father Amen. Amen and amen. So, okay. So, Vanetta has been going on TikTok and she has been putting out reels and she is like she's just like infusing the airways with with all kinds of encouragement so i don't know if you guys are still it was literally the internet tied up on your end so whenever we seen veronica praying um but a few minutes later we got the prayer so i don't know what's wrong with this stuff but can you hear us Vanetta? any final words from you sister no yes okay god oh it's going out We can't hear, we can't hear you. (laughs) Oh, my. Okay. All right, we can't hear you, sister. I am so sorry. I know she's got some great final words, but what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna put websites in the chat stream of this video for you guys to go and check out all my amazing sisters. I wanna thank each and every one of you on being on here tonight. I wanna thank Veronica for praying for all of the middle schoolers, all the high schoolers, all the colleges, even the preschools and the itty bitties, because the reality is, is that God is good. And just like we were talking about, you know, April's talking about the cliche, he is good all the time, regardless of the circumstances, regardless of what's going on in the school systems. He has his part, we have our part. He he will not do our part, because he wants us to grow from that. And we can be his hands and feet. So I want to thank all of the viewers that are on here tonight, all of you that are watching this on the replay, all of you that are watching this on YouTube or Creative Motion Network. We want to thank you. And every month we do this broadcast on last Tuesday of the month. We may have to move it to a different night because I'm starting my day broadcast on Tuesdays now. But we will be doing it at the, at the last week of every month. We'll be talking about something important that you can take and pull from to help you in the following month to come. So God bless you guys. Check us out at teens.com or the uh, Moving Forward Ministries TN and check out Builder of Bridge, April D. Metzler, Vanetta Carter with Raining in Him, Michelle Lindsay, all of us. We love you. God bless you guys. We'll see you right here next time.